Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The Ace is ready to celebrate. Show these fans. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 31 my name is Brad Chandler. Today with me, I have my co-host, Ryan Palmer. How are we doing today? Good, good, good. Geez, that was a part of the game tonight. I was wondering if that was ever going to end. 18 fucking hours later. And also with us, we have LJ uh, from the Belly Up MLB Daily. How are we doing? Fantastic. You know, very excited to talk about another Red Sox series, especially coming off this, another Red Sox win. Dude, everything, everything that could happen in this, in this last game uh, against Houston, which I'm, I'm just going to admit it. Like Houston has the Red Sox number. Mm. I mean, out of what was it? Seven games. They've, they've got five wins against us. I mean, they've outscored us. They've outpitched us. And they've just done everything, but we haven't been swept. That is a very important fact right there. We have yet to be swept by the Astros. Granted, you know, it's not a good luck that we've lost five out of seven. <laughs> no, but at least it, it does show that this team is going to hang around when things don't look good. I mean, the majority of these losses haven't just been losses. They've been the most either the most embarrassing pitching performances you could ask for or the most embarrassing offensive performances you could ask for. So the fact that they're even still – not looking forward to, okay, let's just get away from this series and get on with our lives is a huge plus. Uh, the best best part about this, this last game, is the fact that it's the last time the Red Sox see the Astros for the rest of the regular season. Mm. I'm done with Astros. I, I, I really – Astros fans – uh, like there's some Astros fans that aren't like super bad, but I mean, like you got the Astros fans talking about the Apple watches. You got the Red Sox fans talking about the trash cans. It's, uh, uh, it's been a fucking headache today. And it's just, and what, what, 
I'm going to ask you, LJ, what's your thoughts on the whole Astros cheating scandal? You know, is it time to move on or? Yes. I, it, this is now two years. Or, like This is now the second year removed from the actual, like, everything winding down. And I genuinely feel like the majority of the people that were at fault have either heard enough of it and have gotten the social punishment by now. And the only way that the proper punishment for like the players is going to come is due time. I mean, if we're talking about say Jose Altuve for the hall of fame year, decade down the line, yes, this is going to come to play and this very well may end up being where he gets the punishment. However, there's no reason to obsess over it this far in. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. It's time to move on. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's, um, you know, like we were talking, you know, off the air. I, the only thing I'll say about it is you look at the Astros and how they've been even the last couple of years and this year, it's like, God damn, they're, they're good. Well, why did they feel they had to do that? That's just like in my head, but. It, it is what it is. I mean, right. the, the whole thing is, it's like you got these Red Sox fans, and, and I'm not saying like these Red Sox fans because I'm a, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, obviously, you know, doing a podcast about the Red Sox. But our manager was a part of that. Like. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think he could, someone can deal with this with any more grace than Alex Cora has. Absolutely. Totally agree there. I mean, no, he, I, he took it right on the head right from the get-go, went in front of the cameras and said, yep, that was me. I, I, I did it. And, 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 like, I get it. That's the reason why a lot of people are pissed off at, you know, Altuve, Bregman. But, I mean, to get the scandal out there, you know, they weren't going to get punished. But that's neither here nor there. I do like the fact that, like, in the last series uh, with the Yankees, though, uh, Gary Sanchez was getting booed more than Alex Cora did. <laughs> so that was fantastic. All right. So let's just start. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the Red Sox Astros series. It looked awful from the word go. Uh, you had Martin Perez, who only went two innings in the first game. And our bullpen was already taxed. You know, you already had. Barnes, who wasn't going to be able to pitch, it was almost inevitable that Sawamora wasn't going to be able to pitch. Somehow, some way, you know, he came in and pitched. Uh, Phillips Valdez pitched. I believe he got a win on Sunday. Um, uh, on Sunday, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was there. So, yeah, he did. Oh, you went to the Yankees game uh, no, on Sunday? Barnes. No, no, Barnes got it. Valdez got the save. Yeah, I was at the Yankees game on Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, we all, also, there's another thing uh, earlier today. Valdez got an uh, option down to AAA. And who, who was the new pitcher, uh, LJ, that got uh, brought up? I, I'm blanking on the name. Ah, oh, dude, I, I went straight to you because I was hoping that you had that name. I didn't pull it up. Um, um, hold on. I, I saw it, too, and I'm drawing a blank. It was Brennan, Brandon Brennan. He was pulled from, uh, he was picked up on waivers from Seattle. So I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of that. Like, how does, how does this work? Like, he's got three options. So he gets brought up. Like, so Valdez was sent down. 
and he's gonna he was sent down to like basically get rest so that they can get a fresh arm. Yeah, and why didn't they just put Samamora on the IL? I I guess they probably just have hopes that things are gonna go better than anticipated with Samamora. But I mean, yeah, no, I I usually call this the uh, if you're familiar with the uh, Spider-Man franchise, the quote from Green Goblin in the first one: "Get what you want from him and then broom him." Is basically what the Yankees have been doing for the past two two weeks. What they're doing here with Valdez in just yeah, you just you know. If they were looking at this move from a talent standpoint, he's certainly not the one that gets sent down. It's got to be uh, where we're at with the rest. Who 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 do you think should have been sent down? Oh, I mean, again, I don't, I don't think. I mean, Andrews Andrews wasn't being sent down. He wasn't gonna because he he would have been DFA because he has no options. Yes, I think honestly, the from the get go, I felt you know. If he could make a bounce back, yeah, it'd be awesome. However, I don't think I will ever be upset if we were to not have Brandon Workman on this roster or in this organization. So, I mean, like, I was happier to have Brandon Workman than to have Bryce. Yes, I, I will take I will take anyone over Brewer or Bryce. However, like if I had to choose between, I'm not sure exactly how his contractual workings go with them picking him up off of waivers, whether he has to stay on a certain amount of time or whatever. I would have rather had Workman not in the road. If we had to choose one of them, like if it was like Valdez goes down permanently or Workman's gone forever, I'm – yeah. Sorry. Ooh. Valdez isn't going to be down there permanently. No. It, he he will I just – yeah. He, 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 started, he started pitching pretty, pretty decent. And <clears> – <throat> I feel as though the only reason why he was sent down was because, first of all, they didn't put uh, someone more on the IL. So there's that. And the fact that they weren't going to D, uh, DFA Andrews, which after tonight, I was just, I was absolutely losing my mind. Like, there's nothing wor- there's nothing that pisses me off more than when a pitcher comes in from the bullpen and throws seven balls in a row. Hmm. Now, Brian, you're... You're a pitching. You're a pitching coach, correct? Well, I'm a head coach, but I've been a pitcher my whole life. Okay, so so you know the whole situation. What's the mindset for somebody who's coming out of the bullpen? I mean, the mindset's going to be to pound the strike zone. All right. So if the mindset is to pound the fucking strike zone, why are these guys not pounding the strike zone? Because they suck. Juice comes out and he throws seven goddamn balls. So seven balls. That's four. So he went three and zero to the second batter after he walked him in a close game. If my reliever comes in and throws four straight balls, that's all he's going to throw because he's coming out. But MLB rules. Thank you, Rob Manfred. You have to face kind of what batters I'm doing. Yeah, Manfred. It and again, I haven't seen the numbers. However, I just don't feel like it's saved the game any time. I don't. I agree. Totally agree. No, we get, it absolutely has that. We get more instances where we see painful baseball because these guys have to get through three batters than we do instances where you'd switch the bat the pitcher more than once in an inning. Agree. I miss it. I, I miss I miss uh, lefty righty lefty or mm-hmm. righty lefty righty whichever you know situational uh, bullpen usage nowadays. It's all right. You're gonna have to go. 
uh, and face three guys. And if you can't face those, if you face those three guys and you screw up, I'm taking you out. It's not all right. We got a lefty on. We got a lefty in the uh, at the plate. You're a left-handed pitcher. You know your deal. You know, now it's like you don't have a lefty specialist. You don't have that, Mike Myers. <laughs> I'm I'm just tired of all the rule changes. And speaking of rule changes, there there's been there has been an MLB spider attack. Uh, a spider attack has been traced or said to be the sticky situation going on in MLB. And um, you guys saw the uh, Garrett Cole. Um, yes. The, 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 the interview where he like yes. just fumbled all over his fucking self. It, it was, it was nine ums in about a seven word sentence. Yeah. That's being generous. <laughs> um. It, 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 it's been there's been things that have been passed down, and it's like, bro, just say yes or no, and just save yourself the embarrassment. Just say no. That's I mean, like that's all you have to say. You can't come out and actually say yes. I use spider tag. We know you use spider tag. Your spin rate freaking went through the roof when you left Pittsburgh to go to Houston. I mean, honestly, though, he pretty much is spider tag now, saving New York. Climbing <laughs> up the walls. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like, who isn't using it, though? No, exactly. You know, a lot of people don't like this take, but in a lot of regards, it's as bad of cheating, if not worse, than what the Astros did, except the difference is it's more of an even playing field because 85 to 90% are using it. I mean, with the... With the Astros, theoretically, there yes, you know what pitch is coming, but you still have to execute. You still have to actually hit the pitch. You have to make contact and get something out of it. Whereas you are physically changing the way that you're playing the game. I think it's a lot closer to the PDs. The difference is it's almost an even playing field right now for half the league. The pitchers are all going to get very similar results because they're all batters need to adjust. But do batters have to adjust? Obviously, they do. They've got a batting average of or, around two thirty-three, and the entire is, league. The better question is: Should they have to adjust? Absolutely. So I am not against the whole the whole uh, spider attack. Really? No, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. There should be a middle middle ground there. The way oh. that they're doing it, like if you're taking the ball and you can go like, you, you, you see how my hand is? Yeah. If you could go like this and the ball just sticks straight to your hand without you grabbing the actual ball, yeah, that's a little much. Now, that's, Tom Karen was talking about it earlier on, on Nesson. He was saying that, you know, the way it should be, the even playing field is, is that like, hey, uh, check the guy. But – a team has to say that you need to check the guy. And if they check the guy and he doesn't have any spider tag, okay, well, that's an out. Well, I mean, either way, it's still not, there's no incentive for a team to ask a guy to be checked because if their guys are doing it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same repercussions as it's always been for that stuff, which is really why the league would have to step in on a like even basis with this if they want to get rid of it. 
And it really just comes down to how much they care. But I think well, overall, Spider, well, well, is was is that. Is Spider Tack in the rule book saying that you cannot use this? Yes. You cannot use this foreign substance. If I'm correct, there are there are a finite amount of things while effective capable of being used. I know that uh, the rosin bag is one of them. I know the rosin and the sunscreen is the primary use of like making something sticky. Old fashioned sweat works too. I mean I don't know. know. So I, I took one of my baseballs that I got uh, from a Red Sox game. Uh, so I collect the baseballs from the games and whatnot. And, and I'm like sitting here and I'm playing with it. I'm like, I don't understand how you can not have a grip on one of these balls. Yeah. I mean, these guys are getting basically a new ball every pitch. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only time that I think that they need the, 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 the substance to hold on to the ball is when it's raining. But I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I personally, um, you know, like I said, batters just need to adjust. I mean, is it really the spin rates are going up? It's making the balls dance all over the place. It's like, it's how do you think uh, batters, uh, what batters had to do once like a slider came in? Well, once, once a slider was produced, you know, the first slider was thrown. But I think at this point, the thing that I'm starting to think might be happening just because, again, you would think after how much, how much this has been consistently increasing, the offense would have been able to figure out how to adjust rather than just consistently decreasing, is you've got guys throwing harder than ever with more spin than ever. I think the pitching might have gotten a little too far for the offense to be tolerable or at least to be at a point where the entertainment value is still good. I mean, if you have to have guys guessing, like, all right, if this is this, it's going to end up here, without really being able to, like, if if the amount of break and question questioning of these pitches gets to the point where, like, these guys aren't able to make consistent contact, then 
it's gone too far. And I think that might be the point we're at, where it's not a mentality standpoint that these guys aren't making contact. It's it's so hard to make contact that they can't do anything else than other than trying to hit the ball hard. So again, if guys have more opportunities for contact, we're probably going to see more contact hitting. They just want they they want offense, and that's the reason why their MLB is going after the pitchers. And I mean, but to be fair, no, nobody wants to see a pitcher throw a perfect game, or no, or not a perfect game, but like you've already seen what six complete games or um, no hitters, no hitters this year. So, well, let's say six, but seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Madison Bumgarner's comments on MLB Daily. Yeah. So. Well, I I don't I don't give a shit. Uh, Madison Bumgarner's was a complete game. It was a no hitter. It counts. Here on the passing report, Ryan, what are your thoughts with the spider tech being, you know, that you were a pitcher? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I never really believed in it. Why? I mean, if you're a good enough pitcher, you shouldn't need it. That's just the way I feel. I just like to ground. Yeah, I'm just not for it. It's like I said, you want, you want some stick on the ball, old fashioned sweat across your forehead. We'll give it to you. Not a fan. Not a fan, and you're a pitcher. I did not expect that. Not a fan at all. I love it. And honestly, if you're looking at that MLB standpoint, again, the, the, the league has been desperately trying to figure out how to fix the offense over the past couple of years. They've gone as far as to screw with the ball, which yep. is not the right approach in my opinion at all. However, this is literally the easiest way to do go about it if you – invest yourself in it because you're going to get more contact no matter what if you decrease the spin rate you're going to see more contact you're going to see more offense and this is a fully legal way like there's nothing really that's going around the rules like juicing the balls was morally suspect this they're able to operate fully within the rules of major league baseball in order to make the solution i don't think they should have messed around with the balls that much at like juicing them and then unjuicing them. Yeah, you, know, you got guys that hit like so many home runs one year, and then this year it's like nobody's you know. Oh, Brad, you hit. They did. They don't know what's going on with this ball. Instead of having the ball not go be hit as hard, it's being hit harder than it was last year on average. And then by like X amount of time in the air, it's slowing down significantly quicker than balls from years ago and so it's like they've gone gotten to a point where the ball might be beyond fixing the question is who thought it was a good idea for the mlb to be a third owner of the means of their games equipment production to my knowledge they're the only major league that owns the people that make their ball that's rollins right yes they own Rawlings. No one, NBA doesn't own Spalling. I don't know who to makes the NFL one off the top of my head, but I think Spalling I mean, might be Spalling too. Yeah, Spalding. So, so, so baseballs are, are made by Rawlings. It's different. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sticky situation. Everybody's talking about it. Um, I'm basically over it. Uh, they're going to do what they want to do about the situation or the sticky situation. Um, I don't believe that what the, how they're going to go about it is actually a good idea. 
um, suspending the player 10 games, manager, the coach, uh, the pitching coach, all that. You know, that's, I think they're taking it a bit too far. And it looks like they went ahead and they suspended how many, how many minor league players? Uh, I think it was like seven. There's seven minor league players. And the only reason why they started with minor leagues is because of the fact that they don't have a union in the minor leagues. Because if they know for for a fact, they wouldn't be able to uh, do that in MLB. The union would step right in. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it on, on that mass scale. But, I mean, if well, you that, want- that's bullshit. You got these guys down in, in, in the minors that are making, you know, whatever, 50 bucks fifty bucks a night or whatever it is. And now these guys are going to miss, you know, two starts. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's not right that they're doing it there. However, it's it's a rough situation. And the question that honestly should be asked is why did why did the MLB let it get to this point anyways? This is overall a trend that we talked about last night on MLB Daily, where we've seen consistently over the years the league is slow to react to yeah. things affecting their game. They're slow to Slow to react. To Look me. who the commissioner is. The guy's like half stupid. Well, not half. He's like three quarters stupid. I mean, there's so use the R word in this instance, but you know, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy who walked out on the field to uh, hand out the trophy drunk. This is the man who said it was only a piece of metal as well. Keep that in mind. Um, but no, I mean, the league is still. Um, they were slow in the eighties to get after the collusion, whether they were okay with it or not as a question. They had no clue what the heck they were doing with the PED stuff in the 90s, 2000s, and early 2010s. They, they, did, they did take things pretty, very well, I think, with the Astros all in all. And this has been a thing that's been slowly building through all of baseball's time. The fact that you weren't a little more proactive in this if you saw the offense issues is the question that that I ask. Because, I mean, it seems like these guys have gotten more strategic about the way that they're doing it and how much grip they can get and spin they can get from this stuff over the past 10 years. Like, they, they, should, have put it, they should have put their foot down sooner if they wanted to have a good shot of keeping the peace. I'm not even going to start talking about the steroid era because I'll just go on for – I'll just go on about three hours about how Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thank you. The I'm going to say this, and then I'm just going to stop talking about the steroid era. Barry Bonds, okay, steroids, he did them, whatever. When they fucking laid the law down and said, hey, if you fail a piss test, you're, you know, you're going to get suspended for PDs, yada, yada, yada. Has Barry Bonds ever failed a test? No. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? It, it makes no sense. It's a, it's a whole lot of posturing for the next generation, in my opinion, because you look even past the whole that that very true fact. There is I, I don't think anyone who's implied it was implied that they were using steroids. It was pretty well known that they're using steroids. Look at his numbers. There's a pretty clear indicators of when he started taking. And when when his numbers started to skyrocket, he was already a Hall of Fame. He was already Hall of Fame. He was the best player of the nineties before he took steroids. He was the best player after he took the steroids. 
I mean, the way I looked at it with him hitting, I mean, whether you're juiced up or not, it doesn't mean you're never going to be fooled by a curveball. Or, you know, he got, he legit got probably two pitches a game to hit, and he did not miss them. Incredible. All right, let's start talking about the Red Sox because I almost lost my damn mind uh, in this, uh, what was it, like five hours, <laughs> basically? Yeah, uh, four hours. There's almost four hours, wasn't it? It was a little over, I think. Yeah, it was a tad over 11 o'clock. It started at 7. Yeah, yeah you're right. You are right. Uh, so let's start talking about the the little home runs that happened. Uh, so in game one, we saw Carlos Correa hit the, the weirdest home run I've ever seen hit at Fenway. Um, and I actually – I'm actually like kind of proud of myself and I've been like posting this stuff on, uh, on Twitter and whatnot. I'm actually getting, getting to like actually understand uh, baseball savant. Mm. So basically what I'm doing is, is I'm watching the game while I'm looking at the stats on baseball savant. So I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, it, it, it had a expected betting average of seven ten or 450 or that home run had an expected batting average of 0.90 or 0.090 or 90, whatever. And um, I'm sitting here watching, watching baseball savant, right? And Carlos Gray, you know, hits this home run, which nobody knew if it was really a home run. Uh, The third base umpire was like, nope, it's a foul ball. But it took him, like, forever to even, like, mention, hey, it's, it's a foul ball. And then the home plate umpire is just like, he comes over and he's just waving his hand around. He's like, no, nope, that's a home run. It's like, what is it? <laughs> and, go ahead. I was say they had their fair share of issues calling fair and foul tonight. So we'll get into that later. But <laughs> Yeah. That was definitely a fair ball. Uh, yeah. If if we're talking about the Yuli Guriel, I said uh, – at bat. Oh, surely. So, but Carlos Correa hits this ball. It's got a 90 uh, average batting average, expected batting average, which I don't understand that. How does a home run have have an average like that? Is that, like, based on, like, all 30 uh, stadiums? I would have to guess, because, I mean, if it's out, it's out. Like, that's what you always say, is it, it's, it's, it's impossible to get an out on a uh, ball that's completely left the stadium, or at least you should. Unless you keep Ryan Hayes, I mean, uh, where where was the other one? Um, there was another. Che- I'm not going to say Chiefy because it was at Fenway, and it's you know the I think it was Guriel today, right? Was it him or Altuve? Didn't, did no, Altuve have one. Al- Altuve had one too. He had one as well today. It was. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, he had a home run that hit the pesky pole that had an uh, an 80 before a home run uh, for an expected batting average. Oh, uh, a batting average of 80? Yeah, that would make sense. So it must be based on all stadiums. That's what, I, that, that's because, what I'm assuming. Because that's the shortest, yeah. That's the, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah I bet you it does. <laughs> Is it probably any other team that's going to be an out? But the, and and then, and then Jose Altuve's little home run that he hit that it went three hundred fifty four feet. 
His was where the hell did you go? It had like a one point two zero or a uh, a point one two. Where the hell did it go? Man, I am off over this. Jose Altuve had a 150 uh, expected batting average on that. The exit velocity was 93.5. A launch angle was 33. Uh, it was 354. But Christian Arroyo's home run uh, tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh, it went to Maine. Huh? It, it, it probably landed in Maine. <laughs> it, it, it had a, uh, a one, a thousand percent chance of leaving Leaving every, it was going to leave every yard, so that was fantastic. Um, then who else? Who else ended up hitting a home run? Uh, Jamie Martinez. He, his was seven seventy. Yeah, that was that was kind of straightaway seven center field, kind of yeah. off the left a little bit. So Jose Altuve has a three fifty four, uh, a three hundred fifty four foot home run. And then Yoli Gurriel has a 315-foot home run, which the two shortest home runs of the year in MLB are – Nope. Uh, it was it was Jose Altuve and the Crawford box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was 310, and then Yoli Gurriel had a 315 – had 315 feet. This is, uh, So – First first game of the series started off, you knew it was going to be trash because Martin Perez, you know, I love Martin Perez. Guy's got balls. He does he does his thing. He, he goes out every five days. He goes out on the mound. He does his thing and whatnot. But you could just tell he didn't have it in the first game. Was it 59 pitches in the two innings he threw? Yeah. Six runs, six earned. Yeah. It, it, was, it was an awful – Awful Perez day. And, you know, that was just like – that was the moment clearly like if you didn't already worry about this series, you knew you were just going to get kicked in the crotch a couple times. You know, this is also the same guy who went seven and two-thirds shutout against them last week. So, right. like, if anyone was going to have confidence, it would be him, and it didn't just did not go well. No, it was – he had no swing and messes in that game. That that's that's a key stat. Yep, mm. Matt Andrees had five. Ugh. Uh, what? Who, who ended up? Uh, yeah, we only got one run in that entire game, and we had six hits. One run. One of the biggest things is like these guys are getting 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 people on base, and they're just not driving them in. And that's the opposite of Houston. Houston got runners on base and had so many clutch hits throughout the whole series. They were what what they've been saying uh, is that they were peppering, or they were playing pepper. They were spraying it all over the field, putting it uh, basically putting it where they weren't. So I mean, game one. I'm just, one of the things that I noticed in game one um, was right off the rip is there was no Alex Verdugo. I believe was it JD? Did JD play left the first game, or was that the second game? I don't remember. Uh, I want to say that was the first. 
Yeah, because who DH'd? Was it? No, game Severs? Yeah, game one, Martinez DH'd. Gonzalez was in left field. Okay, Gonzalez was in left field. So I was like, all right, so for Do- Doogie's got a day off. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. Um, understandably so. I know he's kind of got a back issue going on. And I'm not saying that if he was in the game, they would have won. But, I mean, I feel like there would have been more hits and because he's a contact. But he, he contacts – the other thing that was exciting for me is the fact that Christian Arroyo was leading off, mm. which we all know that that is one of the biggest problems with Boston right now is that we don't have a legit leadoff guy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And putting Kike up there, it's not really working. Um, but, I mean, like, tonight was a little bit of a different story. I was shocked. He started off the game with a, a strikeout, which is, you know, Kike. It's not Kike if he's not watching first pitch strike down the middle, you know. Mm. But he, he strikes out losing his bat. But back to the back to the first game. Christian Arroyo starts. Uh, he's leading off. You have a great feeling. I believe he went 0 for that game. Yeah, 0 for three, two strikeouts. Yeah. So I know a lot of people were just like, "Oh, we can't have a legit, we can't have a legit uh, leadoff guy if they can't hit." It's like, well, Arroyo hits, and he hits for average, and he gets on base. He does the damn thing. So, offensively, this this game was just shit, in my opinion. Yeah, um, a little more on the whole Arroyo thing because it's when this lineup is one of the more intriguing top fives or top sixes that I've watched in a long time. When you've got Arroyo and Verdugo one two, because you're right, you don't have that true leadoff. Hitter. You don't have that guy who's going to draw the walks in addition to not striking out. But instead, you replace that with a one-two who do nothing but make contact. So you're, you're a lot a lot of a lot of the time you're gonna get something good out of that, especially if you're able to get those last couple guys in the rotation on in the uh, order on base before the big the big guys. You're gonna get contact out of the two of them. I know I was hoping that they were going to end up putting Verdugo at the as the leadoff guy. It's just he's been doing so well as, as the guy 
uh, the second batter or the second guy in the lineup. And you have JD Martinez right behind him. And it's like, he's protecting him basically. So you got him protecting JD. You got Xander protecting JD. You've got JD and Devers protecting Xander and you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the other good, cool thing that's or good thing that's been going on is Hunter Renfro or Dustin Renfro, should I say? Uh, he's uh, he's he's on fire as late mm. on both sides of the ball. Oh yeah, he's got a fucking hose. <laughs> you know what I was shocked about? I was I was kind of flipping through the leaderboards the other day in terms of defensive stats. Yep. Not and only is not only is he leading right fielders, he's leading the league. Or yeah. close to the top of the league. I believe he has seven uh, defensive, um, yeah, defensive runs saved. He's got seven seven defensive runs saved, which is like third or fourth. And he leads the league in UZR. Explain what that is. Um, it's uh, zone rating. So it's basically like how much range. It's basically range factor, but not taking into account your overall um, opportunities. Like, with range factor, you know, it's like how many times per game do you t- do you put make outs? This is more of like how much can, ground can you cover? So how much ground is he covering in right field? How many plays is he making that other guys aren't? Well, he made he made a uh, ninety eight mile per hour throw from right field to home plate yesterday. It, and then and then he proceeded to tell uh, tell the guys on Nesson he was like, oh, there was more in the tank. <laughs> I love it. Well, he should have had two, too. That, yep. sec- that second throw. You can't you know, blame anybody. Everybody did everything right on that play. He he threw a strike right to Christian, uh, to Vazzy. Vazzy went to go – he went to go tag. It was Brantley, correct? I think, I think so. it was Brantley. I'm going 99.9% that that was Brantley. But Brantley just got underneath that tag. I mean, nobody did anything wrong. No, it's just, you know, I just got frustrated because for some reason it's been this rather recent trend I've seen. I'm not sure if anyone's noticed it elsewhere where a lot of guys for some reason keep going for the shoulders. Um, I don't think that was on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose with Vasquez either. I'm not entirely sure it's always on purpose as much as it is just muscle memory. But again, it just... It's just been a bizarre and frustrating thing to see these outs like either barely get made or not get made. Devers has done it a couple times at third. Yankees lose. Yes. Did they act? Yeah, Minnesota came back and won. They managed to blow that game. Oh my god! The Yankees lost, and Chapman gets the L. Wow. Bizarre. I mean, it's too bad that uh, Hap, Hap Foot and Mouth wasn't the one to do the losing blow, the winning blow, but. The losing blow? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it PG-13 here. <laughs> Donald, Donaldson and Cruz both home runs in the ninth. Four earned runs off Chapman. Four home runs? Four earned runs. Earned oh, run. okay. I thought you said home, home runs. runs. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, wow. Uh, I got to tweet somebody real quick. The Adam Sandler milk trolling thing where he's laughing as the big, da- big daddy. 
Uh, but all right, I I just had to had to say that because it just came across my phone. My phone lit up and it said oh, it's Yankees. Time to celebrate. Yeah. It's the, well, I mean, what part of time to celebrate the Yankees losing by like talking on a uh, a Red Sox podcast after a Red Sox win? All right, so first game sucks. Second game sucks. Let's just let's just get right into this. Let's <laughs> talk about the third game because there's really nothing to actually talk about with the first two games. Alex Verdugo was out for the second game. We found out that there was a back issue. Um, any any like worries from you guys, or were you just like, all right, you know, they say he's going to be in tomorrow, uh, so we'll do our we'll do our thing. It's any too, worries? It's too early yeah. to worry, in my opinion. Because as long as you don't try to rush it for no reason, this team is in a – not only is it are they performing, frankly, better than I was expecting to this early in the season. I thought there would be more kinks to, fi- to figure out with this group. They're, they're performing great. They're in a great spot. So there's no reason to rush him back and risk messing him up. So – I would have been fine if the, even if he missed more time. I wouldn't have been worried. You know, if this was the end of July into August, that becomes a different story. If this is any time later than that, of course, even more so. But no, I don't think there was any real worry for me. I just you just kind of take that take most of these injuries right now. As long as they don't end up putting anybody on the sixty day IL, you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried either. All right, uh, I guess I should be worried. All right, eighteen hour game. Let's talk about it, guys. All right, so what were we expecting out of Erod? Did we actually think that he was going to go like five innings? I was genuinely- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, LJ. Ryan, I'm going to have you start this one off. I actually, I actually did. I think I, I don't know if it was you or there was a poll on Twitter that I saw every day. It says you know how many uh, innings you think they'll go. I, I, I checked five. I, I thought, I thought he'd go at least five. I was, I, I was, I was. I mean, he wasn't phenomenal, but he pitched, pitched well enough to to get a win. Yeah, we got sixty nine point two percent out of twenty six votes that uh, voted for five innings. Um, fifteen point four voted for don't care, and then fifteen point four voted for three innings. Yeah, you know, Ryan's quickly going to learn here that I love to hear myself talk, so. Not only is this is podcasting and radio great for me, but I'm going to uh, love this. But um, what do you call it? Yeah, no, I was genuinely shocked he even made it into the fifth inning with the way things went early. I mean, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he near very near seventy pitches coming out of that third inning? It was right around there. Yeah, and, in, and about the fourth inning, I think he was about uh, eighty pitches in. And yeah. he was pulled out. I think it was a hundred and eleven. Did he even get that far? Yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, he didn't look great to start the night. So I was surprised he would have let him go past the eighty mark. He just cut him off early and let him have the day. I mean, you get you get you get six runs, six earned. So that looks bad. But I'm talking more along the lines of, you know, Houston. Hit a lot of good pitches that he threw, and he yeah. tipped a cap to the offense at that point. But I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I mean, he 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 had decent stuff. It's just Houston hit him. He threw 106 pitches. 
So I mean, that's that's a lot of pitches for from. But he was he was throwing the ball that he was throwing the ball decent, and they were fouling off a lot of balls though. And basically, what uh, Brian said, and that was one of the things that factored into it. And luckily enough, you know, we came in. Series came in, and man, was I not happy about that. Um, I think. <laughs> Is it me or does Andrews look like Robert England or Freddy Krueger? <laughs> oh, you see, I say Dave Portnoy. Oh no way! Really? That was no way, dude. In my mind when I saw Matt Andrews when he first signed. Hold on. Let me see if I can find a picture of Robert England. You know who Robert England is, right? Um. Oh, oh man, you. I knew Freddy Krueger is. Well, that's Robert England. I mean, like Freddy oh, Krueger dressed up. Like Freddy Krueger is what I'm talking about. It looks just like fucking Robert England. Yeah, I see it. I see it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. All right, so we do that, and then... <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look like him, dude. It took me like uh, the first time I saw him, I was just like, "Man, he looks so familiar. He looks like somebody. He looks like somebody I fucking like I've seen before." And then, like out of the blue one day, I was like, "He looks like fucking Robert England," and I'm gonna call him Freddy Krueger from now on, or I'll just call him Freddy, and nobody will know why I'm calling him fucking Freddy until they listen to the episodes. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get 46 minutes into this goddamn episode. If you get 46 minutes into this goddamn episode, I want you to tweet me and tell me that you got it. You you finished this entire episode, and that's not for somebody who's on the crew. I, w- I was like just getting ready to tweet at you right now, saying <laughs> I'm 46 minutes in. <laughs> I want somebody who's one of our followers on our Twitter page. To come on and be like, yeah, he does look like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see it now, you know. But, but I have an amazing feeling. He comes in, you've got you got basis juiced, and he just comes in and starts throwing balls. And I'm just like, God damn it, dude. Why do we always do this? Yep. All you got to do is just come in and start pounding the strike zone. You, you literally just warmed up. There's no reason for you not to be throwing a goddamn strike. Yeah, you know, it's gone from a, a, a thing where it was like you were going into this year hoping that he could be one of those guys that, like, is able to step into a seventh inning when, like, the bullpen's kind of roughed up. He could step into a high-leverage seventh inning and fill in, be a fill-in setup guy in a semi-high-leverage situation. But now we're getting into the low, low, lower lever, even lower leverage situations where he just comes out and disappoints. Yeah, I, I was not happy with the fact that he he was brought in. Um, I would have rather have seen Brennan come in, and I don't even know what kind of stuff he has. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen him down in AAA, but it's like, like I said, I had an uneasy feeling, and of course he comes in four balls. Right to the first uh, first batter he faces. Pisses me right off. Next batter, he's got three balls. Uh, actually, hold on. Four balls, and then he walks the batter, which 
uh, score fucking runs because of that. So not only do I hate when relief pitchers come in and they start throwing balls, I hate the fact I hate when they come in, they throw balls and they walk guys, and then it absolutely fucking it infuriates me that he came in, walked a batter, and the fact that there was a run scored on that. Infuriates. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. I ball after ball after ball. I'll never understand. Make an adjustment. And then Dave Bush comes out and he, and, and then he throws the next pitch. A ball. Mm-hmm. Typically, when you have your pitching coach come out, you throw something right down the damn middle. And the batter's eyes get about this big because that's usually what happens. Yep. And this guy just couldn't do it. All right, so he ends up getting out of that inning. It's uh, it ends up being I think it was a seven four game at that point. Yes, because Alvarez ends up clearing the bases, which that pisses me off. So there's that, and then the Red Sox get to come up, and Mister Christian needs to be the leadoff man, Arroyo. Is up to bat now. I'm going to give a shout out to HVT on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's at Red Sox Stuff. I'll get you his handle in a second. But he made a very good point. Yeah, it's Red Sox and Stuff on Twitter. He made a good point. Imagine if Christian Arroyo wasn't batting. I believe he was in. Uh, he was batting seventh. Was it seventh or eighth? Yeah. So imagine if he wasn't batting seventh tonight. No, he was eighth. Okay, so imagine he was bat he he wasn't batting eighth tonight. Who would have been in that spot? You have to think it could have been Marwin. It could have been Danny Santana. If one of those two, if he was the leadoff guy, say Kike was number eight. Could have been Vasquez too. I don't think Vasquez is going to hit, hit eighth in the lineup. He hit eight last night, last night, didn't he? Did he? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I might be just too fucking tired, dude. I, I've been <laughs> staying up until 1 o'clock and getting up at 4.30 in the morning. It's fucking crazy. Tonight's not going to change either because we're at 11. 11 oh, let's just call it midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
Christian Arroyo, he comes up, he hits a three-run bomb. Fucking electric. I have my windows open, all right? So, and I'm in an apartment complex, and I'm pretty sure that when the Red Sox are playing and they're doing good, or even when they're doing bad, because I, I, are you guys screamers? Do you scream at the fucking TV? Uh, um, depends, depends if my five-year-old's sleeping or not. If he's not, yes, I am. You know, I, I used to. I, I've somehow already at nineteen mellowed out. But um, no, I mean, I, it, it, it'll depend on the play now. But yeah, I mean, I've certainly been that way in the past. That infield fly was not an infield fly. So how did that get called? Yeah, no, this is this is gonna absolutely. This might piss you off more than what you already are when I explain this to you. I sent messages to three different umpires after that. It is the right call. Now, what? figure this out. Figure this out. If you had some kind of shift, you know how sometimes they're the second baseman out in, like, shallow right field? Mm-hmm. Let's say the the second baseman was even further out into right field and made a catch on the warning track. It's still an infield fly rule because he's an because infielder. Because it's a he's an infielder? Yes. I mean, you've wow. got to be fucking shitting I, me. I that's, agree. I, that's, that's ridiculous, but that's the rule. As long as... The umpires deemed that the, the so if the center fielder the was to catch that fucking ball, that wouldn't have been an infield fly ball. Say that again. If the center fielder oh. would have caught that ball, that would not have been an infield fly ball. And it's a judgment call on it. It, it can't be like a running catch or a diving catch. It has to be deemed like the infielder is under it and secure it and secures it for it to be an infield fly rule. Which at first that infielder was under it. He kind of had to shift either left or right. I forget which way to make the catch, but by rule that it was correct. Interesting. So now this goes from being a blown call against the Red Sox to a blown call in favor of the Red Sox because no one talks about it, but correct me if I'm wrong, Xander Bogarts was still supposed to go and tag up, and he never did. Well, no. the guy dropped the ball. Yeah, he dropped it. Oh, so so even though but but even though it was called an infield fly, right. out, say, usually the infield fly is called like as the ball's coming down or even still going up. The reason, the reason for it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Ryan, which I'm, I probably am, but I've always thought that the reasoning for the info fly, uh, fly roll is so that a player can't just drop the ball and get a double play. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's why if the ball drops, the runners still go at their own risk. So, no, he did Even though the infield fly rule was called, he dropped the ball so the runners didn't have to tag up. That's interesting. I, was, I always assumed that the infield fly always operated as a fly ball. Yeah. Thank you. Nope. Well, that was, I believe that was the second uh, dropped ball by Houston Astros in that inning. Yeah, Tucker dropped one. Tucker Tucker dropped one, and then Red Sox fans gave him a rash of shit uh, after that because there was a fly ball out to him uh, later on in the game. And uh, but uh, we had Christian Arroyo hit a three-run bomb. We had JD who hit a, uh, a bomb. We had a pretty damn good game. Even though it it went like everywhere, there was a little bit of everything in this game. Oh, yeah. uh, well, my my favorite my favorite play of this game uh, actually had to do with a defensive uh, and a put a double play. Uh, I might say so bizarre. Uh, so bizarre. That was it. I mean, the only thing that was bizarre about that play is the fact that the umpire called it safe. Like, wh- what are we doing here, bro? Yeah, I mean, you know, while it's not a, like, completely wrong way to call it, like, 
Could, could you be deviating more from the norm for these guys that just play every single day? Like, he, he by no means helped that situation. Oh, no, he didn't help that situation at all. But Yoli, uh, it was Yoli, right? It was Guriel? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So Yoli Guriel, I mean, if you see him, he like he's like hopping around like he got hit. That ball was like 10 feet away from touching him. And yeah. they talked about on Nesson broadcast that the runner that was at second that just looped around didn't he go was back suppo- Yeah, he was supposed to tag second yeah. again, and he didn't. Jordan uh, Alvarez, and, you know, heads up defensive uh, call by Vasquez for telling Dahlbeck to to get the guy out. Right. That's what people were talking about. Vasquez's baseball IQ is so top-notch. Well, in, in all technicality, uh, Alvarez didn't have to go back and touch second because it was it was basically a bunt. Right, but he had already touched second and rounded it. So no Yeah, but he rounded it because he was going He thought it was foul ball. Right, exactly. So, so if yeah, so if he wanted to go back to first, which is basically how that becomes... Right, yeah, he would have to... If, well, if the ball was a live ball, like it was, and fuck it, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired to be talking about that shit. But the Sox, uh, the Sox come back and fucking and piss on the fucking Astros hope of, of, of sweeping... I'm happy. I'm happy the Astros are out of here. The The Red Sox won. We are now one game back of uh, the Tampa Bay Rays because the Rays had the day off. Uh, the Blue Jays lost. Uh, the Yankees lost. And I have to check. Not sure. But the – yeah. Um, no, that was yesterday's game. The, I don't think the Orioles played. Yeah, the Orioles didn't play. And uh, it's not like the Orioles really fucking matter anyways. <laughs> uh, here, let's. Uh, I, want, I want to take a look at the standings here. Let's see. The Orioles are st- 20, 22 and thirty nine. They are the only team in the AL East that is not over five hundred. The Rays are uh, at six nineteen. The Red Sox are at six three. The Yankees are four and a half games back of the Red Sox, five and a half games back of the Tampa Bay Rays uh, at a five thirty two winning percentage. And then we have good old Blue Jays coming into town for a four game series. I talked last night to a Blue Jays beat writer off of Belly Up. Uh, shout out Graham, great guy. Yeah, very. Yeah, he was. Super nice guy. Uh, Try to give him some Twitter pointers, which was fun. Um, with the Blue Jays coming in, what are what are our thoughts on this series? Obviously, you know we want to win the series. You know, I'd rather have a sweep. Or I like I like to score more runs than the other team is what I'd really like in this series. Touch on plate more times than the other team. <laughs> I agree. I think it's a big it's a big start tomorrow for Garrett Richards. Mm. Yeah, the last time he faced the uh, the uh, the blue I almost call them the Baltimore Blue Jays, uh, the Blue Jays 
I should just call him the Buffalo Blue Jays. But the last time he faced the Blue Jays, he he walked six and hit a batter. Right. It, it, you know, and, and you can do those. I'm not saying you can have a good day like that. However, you can have a tolerable day. But there was nothing tolerable about that outing. No, no. He, he, it, it, it was one of the most horrific things I've seen this year in terms of pitching performance. Rivaled maybe maybe by every time Matt Harvey faces the Mets. Uh, belly up, uh, belly up. Uh, this this play was rolled at infield fly. Let us know your thoughts on the call, and then uh, tagged us. And I just said, hundred percent was. Yep. That's what I thought. I thought it was the fact that it was Correa who caught the ball, and I thought that, that was the reason reasoning why. I was like, "Fuck!" But like, literally, every Boston fan who was watching that game on Twitter was like, "What the fuck was that shit?" So, what are our thoughts? Let's uh, let's let's finish it up by talking about the uh, the Toronto series. We've got Richards, Pavetta, Perez, and Ovaldi uh, versus Stripling, Mats, Robbie Ray, and Manoa. Ryan, uh, what are your thoughts on this this series? Yeah, I, I think it's a big series. I I think it starts with starting pitching, which you, most series, most games usually do. Um, and I feel like I'm being a dead horse, but because I I feel like I've said this a lot about the Red Sox so far this year. Um, um, I'm happy with a split and hope for better. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think I could say that too. You know, you're again, you're in a great position here with this team right now at 38 and 25. So you don't need anything spectacular. You don't. This isn't a must. This must lead off into another like big run here. That's not what we we aren't desperate for anything like that. However, this is a golden opportunity too push off into a run because as much as Toronto's a good team, they don't command their own games anytime I've watched them. And most of that comes from the inconsistency within their starting rotation. If you set the tone early, you're going to be able to command the game from a tone perspective. You're going to be able to command the series from a tone perspective right from the get-go. So really it comes down to seizing opportunity. If they put if they put themselves out there and really make themselves heard in the first few innings of that game, then I think this is going to be a very good series. I agree. I'm, I'm looking for a sweep. Oh, I'd love a sweep. Don't no, I, who, who doesn't love sweeps? I mean, I, I don't hate the, the Blue Jays, and I'm sorry if uh, – no, I'm not really sorry. But I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings, Graham, if you're listening to this episode. Um, no, I'm not. But um, I I would like a sweep. I want I want at least three. I will take two. I don't want just one. Oh, so, just one is an abysmal failure. No, it, it, it's it's the Blue Jays. They have a decent lineup. I do like the fact that we're missing Ryu. Um, that that gives me a little bit more confidence. Uh, Robbie Ray has been pitching a little bit better as of late. Um, I'm not 
100% sure on the Manoa, uh, Manoa kid. And I don't know enough about Matt's to put up, like, oh, sure. But I, w- I would say that one is the most likely trouble game at this point. Because he started to get a little bit hot again. You know, he had that great – he had a great run at the end of April into May and then kind of fell off a little bit back towards – regressing back towards his mean. But, you know, he looks just to me to be after that last start like he could be – on the verge of heating back up again. Hopefully, of course, hope not, but it remains to be seen. So that could that, that he could give us fits early. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see, and we will be back on Monday night to record, uh, which that means that this the episode will be out on Tuesday. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Um. No, actually, I don't. I was I, I, I think it was going to be brought up, but I was I was looking forward to talking about the NFL fly rule, but we, we we covered that. Yeah, we definitely talked about that. Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. I think I'm all set. Go check out MLB Daily. I'm going to do a quick shameless plug, covering every game of the MLB season every day here with Belly Up Sports. Yeah, you might as well just uh, – not even bother talking about the other games today when you do MLB daily tonight, because the only one that really mattered was this 18 hour game. <laughs> oh, but, oh, but th- that, that would leave me no time to talk about how Chapman blew a save and actually dance all over Brandon. I, uh, gave up a homer. Was it to, Ch- um, Donaldson? Yeah, it was Donaldson and someone else. Then he gave one up. No, it wasn't Donaldson. Oh, no, was it? Was yeah, it Donaldson? Donaldson and Cruz. Yeah, Cruz hit a two-run bomb. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I told you before, tell your tell your partner that if he wants to come on when we do our next, what in the fuck is Nelson Cruz doing when he's going down the line? What isn't Nelson Cruz doing at all times? He's one of the funniest. Did, well, did you see what it, it looked like? He was like, I don't know what he was doing. I don't. Was he like eating bananas or something? Like, what the fuck was that? Did you did you see that that no, video? I didn't, I, I didn't see yeah. it. Hold on, this is. <laughs> wow. Hold on. High fly, left center field. Going back is Andujar. We are tied. That's a bomb. Driven to center field. Ball game over. Now watch what he grounds third. Like, what the fuck is this? This is the part where I'm like, what is he? What are you doing? I guess oh, he's, he's banging his dominance. chest. Okay, he's banging his chest. Well, this might be the win that turns it all around. I don't That's think it's turned around, but it's a big win. Okay. 
I'm, I'm done with that one. Fuck that. But yeah. Uh, are you watching it again on your over on your end, Ryan? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, everybody else, uh, go ahead. You know what? I don't even have to say that. It's recorded as our outro. So have yourself a good one. And uh, Ryan, hopefully I have you on a lot sooner than like a month later. Let's play, let's plan on Monday. I think Monday I'm good. All right, we'll do Monday. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. God, the Yankees. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 